Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the daily morning update from ET Now and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 28th of June. India has found 48 cases of the Delta Plus COVID-19 variant across 11 states, but authorities say it is too early to tell whether it poses as significant a threat as the strain that led to the surge in cases in the second wave. The mutation of the Delta variant is seen as 50% more transmissible than other strains, with uh, the cases being found mostly in the state of Maharashtra as well as Tamil Nadu and Madhya Pradesh. The cases were found by sequencing 45,000 samples. Meanwhile, India added 50,040 new cases in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. on Sunday, taking the total tally in the country to 3.02 crore. That's a far cry from the over 4 lakh cases that were reported at the peak of the second wave in early May. Jammu police yesterday averted a major terror attack and recovered an improvised explosive device which was targeted at a crowded area by an alleged operative of terror outfit Lashkar-e-Toiba. This came after two low-intensity blasts took place near the Jammu Air Force station. That's according to a report by agency ANI. Meanwhile, in an unrelated move, India has redirected at least 50,000 additional troops to its border with China in what is being seen as a historic shift towards an offensive military posture against the world's second biggest economy. India registered a 46.9% year-on-year increase in crude steel output at 9.2 million tons in May as production came back on stream. and this of course compares with the lower base of last year china meanwhile remained the global leader in production of steel in may registering 6.6% year on year growth in output at 99.5 million tons during the month in other news dharmendra chatur the interim resident grievance officer for twitter in india has quit according to people familiar with the development Chatur's exit within a month of his appointment leaves the US-based microblogging platform without a grievance official uh, who is a resident of India as mandated by India's new IT rules. Relations between Twitter and India's government have gotten increasingly fraught of late with IT minister Ravi Shankar Prasad's account having been locked for an hour for alleged copyright violations last week. In international news, crypto exchange Binance has been banned from operating in the UK as a regulatory crackdown spreads over concerns about money laundering and fraud. Binance has said that it hasn't yet launched in the UK and services on its website won't see a direct impact from the Financial Conduct Authority's notice. Strategists meanwhile are struggling to see a turnaround ahead for Bitcoin at least for now as the digital coin looks to consolidate above the $30,000 level. The near-term setup is challenging according to a note by JP Morgan, while Fundstrat Global Advisors has recommended reducing risk or buying some protection. In other news, UBS is permanently moving as many as two-thirds of its employees to adopt a hybrid model of working from home and the office, according to a person familiar with the plans. That's according to a Bloomberg report. and it's in a bid to be more competitive in recruitment compared with many US banks that have taken a more hardline approach which would you prefer given the chance would you want to move back to office full time or would you want to stay at home and work as you have done over the last year let us know 
And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Rohit. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex. We are dithering to take out the immediate hurdle of 15,900. But there is a strong chance that Nifty could extend last week's winning momentum and hit the 16,000 level as early as this week. Friday's subdued trend in shares of Reliance since the AGM is one of the factors behind the slow grind. But Friday saw the measure of volatility cool off further to sub-13 levels, a very bullish cue. Even the options data is indicating that the upper end of the range is expanding beyond 16,000. Despite the quiet close, the market is still in favour of the bulls. On Friday, FIS were net sellers in the FNO space as well as the cash segment. But domestic institutional investors turned out to be resounding buyers lapping up shares worth 1,800 crore rupees. FIIs have also turned net sellers in stock futures this month for the first time after more than three years. On Wall Street, S&P 500 clocked its best week since February. Especially the shares of Nike saw its best day since 1987, a sign that the post-pandemic spend is unfolding. Keep an eye on OPEC and allies as they could ramp up total output when they meet later this week. Let's tell you about the active stocks this morning. FarmEasy has acquired 66% stake in Thyrocare for about 4,500 crore rupees. Keep an eye on that stock and the entire diagnostic pack for any rub-off. JSW Energy CEO has said that the company intends to spend 75,000 crore rupees towards 20 gigawatt capacity by FY30. Robust oil prices have pushed up ONGC's Q4 profit to 6,700 crore rupees. Interglobe Aviation has approved a proposal to raise up to 3,000 crore rupees by Indigo Airlines. Watch out for the D Street debut of Dodla Dairy and Kim's today at 10 a.m. On results impact, keep an eye on Hindustan Copper, Phenolex Industries, India Glycols, Inox Wind, and JSW Energy. To recap, we have enough reasons to argue that the consolidation in the market may continue for some more time. This week, Auto sales numbers and the pace of vaccination will be important factors in defining the trend ahead. Wish you a profitable day. That's all from my end. I hand it back to you, Alex. Thanks, Rohit. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. The Rise with India podcast on 18 Now.